Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about 10 truths we can know about the birth of Christ. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about what we know is the single most consequential birth in human history. You know, during this time of year, much of the world reflects on the birth of our Messiah, and, and Christians are often asked, what can we know about it? Thank God for that. But what can we know about this incredible moment in history? Well, today we're going to give you 10 truths that we can know about the birth of Christ. Truth number one, Jesus lived before he was born into the world. Your our Messiah existed long before he was physically born. Hebrews 1, 1 through 2, it tells us in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. Christ was the instrument by which the universe was conceived. John chapter 1 starts out saying, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Christ was present in the beginning and he has always been involved in the eternal plan of redemption. Truth number two, Christ's birth was miraculous and supernatural. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, the prophecy was repeated where we're told that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And the Messiah was never going to be born naturally. In Luke chapter 1, verse 34, it says, How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. We can know that Christ's birth was extraordinary. Mary wasn't always a virgin. She had other children naturally, but Jesus wasn't natural. Matthew chapter 13, verse 55 says, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So it wasn't by Mary's nature that she had a virgin birth. That was a miracle of God. She went on to have a family that was naturally conceived, but Jesus was special. Acts chapter 2, verse 22, uh, it says, Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. Jesus' birth was miraculous. Truth number three, we can know that Jesus' birth fulfilled the prophecies about the coming Messiah. Jesus wasn't an accident. He was planned, and not just nine months ahead of time. He was planned in eternity. We already mentioned how the virgin birth was prophesied in Isaiah 7:14, and it was recorded as fulfilled in Matthew chapter 1, and we could look at many more. Importantly, though, we can know that Christ's birth was a part of God's eternal plan of redemption. Truth number four, we can know shepherds hurried to see the newborn Christ after an angel appeared to him, and sometime later, wise men followed a star and traveled a great distance to see the foretold Messiah. 
You know, the popularized tale of the birth of Christ may place these two groups coming together, but scripture, in particular Luke chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 2, place their arrivals at different times. Truth number five, Jesus was born in Bethlehem while the Romans ruled, and we don't know the exact date of his birth. Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 says that Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea during the time of King Herod. And we don't know much more about when he was born. Some have speculated and estimated, but ultimately the absence of this information from our Bible shouldn't concern us because there are, are some things that the Lord says aren't necessary for us to know for our salvation. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. We should be excited about the Bible that we do have and every bit of knowledge and wisdom that he has given us is necessary to our salvation. But if he gave us everything, we couldn't handle it. We have what we need, and we should avoid speaking beyond what he's revealed to us. First Peter 4.11 tells us, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Praise God and speak his words. Truth number six, Christians are aren't commanded to celebrate the birth of Christ on a specific day. 2 Peter 1.3 says his divine power was given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. We have everything we need. And we don't need to add anything to the word of God to live a godly life and please our Lord. He's given us sufficient advice. He's given us sufficient counsel. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says that all scripture is God-breathed, and that is what's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Our Bible is our standard. It's useful for everything pertaining to our service to God, and it doesn't ask us to set aside a day of the year to remember the birth of the Son of God. But that brings us to truth number seven, though. Christians are supposed to honor and worship God every day. Luke chapter 2, verse 28 through 38 talks about when, when Joseph and Mary take Jesus to Jerusalem after his birth. And a man took Jesus in his arms and he was praising God. And he said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The Son of God is worthy of praise. From his birth, he was worthy of praise. And that's not limited to a day or a season. I should praise him every day that he is gracious enough to allow me to open up my eyes in the morning. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Honor and worship and praise God for the birth of his son every day. Truth number eight. Jesus came to bring peace, but not peace on earth. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 says, Don't suppose that I've come to bring peace to the earth. Earth, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. God came to tear apart 
the tradition and the trap of this world. Not peace to the world, but peace to those who love him and keep his commands. Yeah, at his birth, the angel declared, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Because of the birth of Christ, we can have a peace that transcends understanding. The rest of the world may not understand it, but we can know that we have peace. Truth number nine, Jesus was born to die. He was born to die as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. John chapter one, verse 29, records the account of John the Baptist when he saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Our savior was born to die. And through that perfect sacrifice, he saved us from ourselves. John chapter three, verse 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Truth number 10, because of the birth, life, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, we have a hope of being set free from our sins. Galatians chapter four, verses four through six, it says, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. And we can know today that Christ came for a purpose. It was a purpose that God planned in eternity. And it's because of that purpose that we can have a hope. Christ's entrance into a cold and rejecting world was an incredible sign of God's unbounding love for his creation. It was a necessary step towards offering redemption to an otherwise unredeemable people. It's vital that we understand the truth and the importance of this miraculous event. And that incredible truth is only revealed in the word of God. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.